Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Well, good morning. I'm Reverend Barbara Wiest, and I appreciate the opportunity to share with you again for this month on vulnerability and how it helps us. And this is the CSL Global theme of this year is living out loud. So how does vulnerability help us to live out loud? Well, we shall see. A couple of Sundays ago, Dr. Ruth Miller was here, and she made a statement. She said, the new leaves and buds on trees can't grow until the old ones release and fall off. They need time to release and be dormant. Well, taking that into ourselves then, it's difficult for us to grow and become new unless we allow the old to die out. That means old thoughts, old patterns, old ways of being, all of that. And then we have to open up, if we choose, to the new new ideas, new thoughts, and a new way of living. Well, the information that she shared when, when I was listening to it, 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 it's not new. I mean, we all have been around, especially here in Oregon, right? <laughs> we have plenty of time when we can watch the, the leaves fall off and the buds start to come out. So it's not new. But for some reason, it was as if I had heard that for the first time when I listened. And it made me start to think about, wander back a few years to the start of COVID and how the, the shutdown was occurring on that. And I had been feeling since then dormant myself and not in conjunction necessarily with the, just with the winter weather. But the definition of dormant is normal physical functions are suspended or slowed down for a period of time in or as if in a deep sleep. Now, I'm not just talking about metabolism here with the COVID-15. Is that pounds during COVID? Um, <laughs> it's, as, it's as if I literally went into a cave and I'm just now assimilating, coming back into this real environment. During COVID, I have... Okay, so remember the, 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 the topic for today, vulnerability. I'm, I'm laying it out on the line. During COVID, online church did absolutely nothing for me. I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't feel like when, when you're here, I mean, yes, all, all those of you online, I can feel your energy, but in presence, we share energy with one another. And so the times that I would have to create a talk or a, a message, I would sit there and talk into my phone, and it was like, where is everybody? It just didn't speak to me. 
I, I couldn't, it just, it just didn't work. And so what I realized was I was kind of getting into the idea of being home, but I missed everybody. So what I realized was that I am an extroverted introvert. And it's possible. I always thought, everyone always thought, oh, you're so extroverted. But I realized that being home during COVID, I enjoyed being home during COVID. And I had my little bubble around me, you know, my son and his wife and my granddaughter, who at that time was six months. She's three and a half now. Um, but I, and, and then two friends that I walked with. That was my bubble for a long time. It feels like an eternity right now. But I got used to that comfortable feel, that not being around anybody, I, wasn't, I didn't feel judged, I wasn't bothered, they were all family, good friends. So coming back into the real, the real world has been a bit of a shock. And I know it's been a few months still, but I still feel like I'm coming back into the world. I'm sure not, I'm not the only ones who's has had those feelings this past couple of years. And the main issue that I found is a sense of division as I've been coming back, especially in our country, unfortunately. And the problem with that is that there doesn't seem to be a sense of connection. And we as humans need connection. We really need connection. Brene Brown says this, connection is why we are here. It gives us purpose and meaning in our lives. So if that's our main purpose to be here is connection, then during COVID, my needs weren't met in that way, to connect with more than just my family. So with feelings of disconnection then, it was like love had trouble coming to the surface, it was like as if everything other than love has been coming to the surface. I always see it as Mother Nature's doing a loofah, you know, Mother Earth, <laughs> scrubbing off all the, no kids in the room, all the crap, and so it's coming to the surface to be washed off, which is awesome if you think about it, because that means when all that crap goes away, what's left is new and alive. So that's kind of how I see it. But being in that space of everything but love, I would get to that, that sense of, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not uh, energetic enough. I'm not enough. You fill in the bank blank. What is it for you? I'm not enough. Enough, whatever that is, enough. So when you follow that enoughness for any length of time, for me, there's self-badgering comes in, critical thinking, that, that negative critical thinking of myself. So why is it? And I, I know I'm not the only one because even during COVID, I still did phone calls and things like that with people. So I know that I'm not the only one. But why is it that when everything other than love comes to the surface, we tend to go down that road of negativity. It's a spiraling. A few months ago when I was here, I'm pretty sure I talked about spiraling at one point, and I'll just review it again. We, we will say naturally spiraling down out of control. It's actually the opposite. It's always spiraling up. We can never go backwards. Backwards is spiraling down. We're always spiraling up, and the things that come to us during those times of spiraling, 
we're noticing at a higher level of spirituality. Been there, done that, been there, done that, been there, done that, but each time we've been there, done that, we see a new way. And then we get better at it and better at it. So why is it that we have a tendency to spiral seemingly away from spirit? And I realized that I had been spiraling in, into how, what I say is the netherworld, like out of this world. And I had a true desire to get back to balance and grounded, open, and being the loving, happy person that I normally am. But I was in hibernation, and I decided to come out, and that's what living out loud is about, coming out of hibernation. I read this on Facebook one day, and believe me, it was a huge poke in the ribs. I never thought I was a bully until I heard how I was speaking to myself. I think I owe myself an apology. I just got hair sticking up. That's what happened when I read it the first time. You know, when I am with friends and, pe and they're talking about themselves and they're saying, oh, I hate it when I blah, 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 or look at me, and I say, wait a minute, stop. Quit talking about my friend that way. And I'm thinking, oh, I need to tell myself to quit talking about myself that way too. Practice what I preach, right? So I'm sorry to myself. Anyone else feel like they need to say sorry to yourselves? <laughs> we are not bullies, I promise you, we're not bullies. But it feels like that sometimes. Waking up after my awareness of how I was talking to myself and then apologizing, it's created a willingness to be more o open and vulnerable with myself. And for each of us, that's an important step in living out loud. It calls us to look at all aspects of ourselves and hold them with love and gentleness. Did you hear those words? Love and gentleness. All those aspects about ourselves. So what can we each do to move forward at this point? There are three steps and not necessarily easy. The first one is knowing at a personal level Vulnerability calls us to res reflect on ourselves with gentle eyes. To be willing to observe all the aspects of ourselves, even those that we're not excited to share with other people. And I had plenty of those. Knowing is a key aspect of vulnerability in that it is ever-growing, ever-evolving awareness of who we are. That knowing. It represents the fullness of our own individualized expression. And when we're able to make friends with all the parts of ourselves, all the parts of ourselves, we can then begin to not only look at these parts with new eyes, but honor them and begin to allow them to express fully. Each of us is a unique divine expression of God moving in through and as us, so as we recognize and know what those traits and characteristics are about us, we share those, we bring those into the world. We bring those out into the world. So it's in this knowing that we're empowered to bring our whole selves to this life. If negative thoughts and reactions occur, respond the way Rev. Christine taught us last week. Oh, I cracked up when I was listening to her. As she does, no matter where she is, she says, 
Stop it. Just stop it. If you, if you weren't here last week or you, or you didn't listen, go back and listen to it. I literally was laughing out loud. Now, I haven't tried this out in public yet, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I really am. I really am. It, in Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert manages this way in regards to her negative thoughts. She says, you may not come here anymore with your hard and abusive thoughts, with your plague ship of thoughts, with your slave ships, ships of thoughts, with your warships of thoughts. All these will be turned away. Likewise, any thoughts that are filled with angry and starving exiles, with malcontents and pamphleteers, mutineers and violent assassins, and seditious stowaways, you may not come here anymore. Cannibalistic thoughts, for obvious reasons, will no longer be received. Even missionaries will be screened carefully for sincerity. This is a peaceful harbor the entryway to a fine and proud island that is not only now beginning to cultivate tranquility. If you can abide by these new laws, my dear thoughts, then you are welcome in my mind. Otherwise, I shall turn you all back toward the sea from whence you came. That is my mission, and it will never end. Not powerful words powerful. I think stop it, just stop it might be a little quicker. <laughs> but it's the same idea, the same idea. So knowing then that, that knowing and self-reflection is the first step, then it's time to go to the second step, which is allowing. The song was perfect. Was that not perfect? It talked all about that. So a key ingredient to being vulnerable is a willingness to let go and allow ourselves to fully embrace all aspects of who we are. All aspects. You guys, I keep saying that. You get it? All aspects of ourselves. But it's not only this allowing that we're able to have, but it's by allowing and the knowing, that's when, again, we get to live out loud. Insecurities and all thought patterns can create barriers to our experiences, in life in this present moment, and it takes vulnerability and willingness to allow our thoughts, emotions, ideas, and our creativity and messiness to be seen fully, not only by others, but ourselves as well. It's in this letting go that we gain a deeper understanding of our connection to ourselves, spirit, and the world around us. It is in this activity activity of allowing that often our true self is found. That allowing when we open ourselves up to allow spirit to move through us in a way that we can hear and have peace. Again, that song was so perfect. In my own allowing to look at all aspects of myself, I realized that I was having feelings of anxiety and depression occur often since COVID. I was talking to my doctor about it, and I said, I don't use the word very, very often. And I said, but what I'm finding is that I, I'm, I'm very sensitive. I feel energies of others coming in. And I said, I know that's great for my job, 
but at times, especially during COVID, it said it, 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 I allowed myself to be pulled down from that, and it's hard to get back up. I said it, it's, it's a detriment to my own emotions when I can feel other people's emotions. And like I said, in the, the, the feeling of the country right now, it's very evident, very evident, a weight. And this was his reply. Oh my gosh, I felt so heard after I told him that. He said, Barbara, you are a highly sensitive person. I wanted to interrupt him and say, no shit. <laughs> but I mean, he, he got it. He really got it. He said, and you provide help, help to others and shepherd many individuals. And knowing this about yourself is very helpful in determining what you need to do in order to connect back with your inner grounding. With great power comes great responsibility. Be compassionate with yourself. Oh my gosh, thank you, doctor. Isn't that sweet? He did not need to take that class on what it means to connect with patients. If any of you understand what I mean, there are some that just don't have it, that bedside manner. And I was explaining to him, I said, when I'm preparing a talk, usually I have the, the the topic. Uh, this time I had it a few months in, in advance, and so I knew it was on vulnerability. And when practitioner Laura Perkins sent me the information, I saw it was on vulnerability. Again, I said, oh, shit. Because it's like, oh, really? Oh, do I have to be, be that? You know, and then I go through the stuff of, oh, my gosh, if I don't have a talk that's just right, everyone going to know that I'm a fake and I'm not really a minister? I mean, these, really, these thoughts have gone through my mind. And then I, I love it. Uh, you know, why would anyone want to listen to me? And then I have to say, stop it. Stop it now, right? I love that. I am totally going to use that. And then be in that place where I'm compassionate with myself. And in that compassion, the thing is, is when I get a topic, the seed's planted, and then I'll read something online, and it'll, that'll tuck away into my box for this talk, and then I'll, somebody will say something, and that'll tuck away into my box of what I'm going to talk about. And so by the time I actually allow myself to sit my butt down, which is what, I t what my spiritual self tells me, because then I hear it. If it's just like, oh, Barbara, it's time for you to sit down now and write your talk, it's like, oh, no. Sit your butt down. And as soon as I do, this thing happens every single time. Every single time. God has not disappointed me yet and never will. We can ignore in our mind that divine presence I always add on the divine presence moving in through and as us. God is always with us. So I can say, okay, there's no God, but, but I'm moving. So that's a lie. God is always, always with us. Right here and right now. So as soon as I sit my butt down, then I allow. And my guess is that there are other highly sensitive individuals in this space and online. So be gentle with ourselves. I love this reading that I, I saw recently. Dear deep feeler, we need you just as you are sensitive, messy, dangerously pers perspective, perceptive, alive with feeling, 
Those dark places you go are painful, I know. But your brilliance lights and the way for others, you light the way for others who do not dare go to those places unaided. You are a visionary. Even when it feels like you are lost, dare to keep feeling it all. The others are watching and learning from you. Each of us is needed. Each of us is sensitive. We wouldn't be in this room if we didn't have sensitivities. So knowing or self-reflecting and allowing are the first two steps we can take to help us move towards living out loud. The third step, lastly, is opening. So there's the knowing who we are, the allowing that information to come in through us, and then there's opening to the truth of who we are and what we are. Vulnerability opens the doors for all these experiences of life to rush in. Now, this is not to say that all of those experiences will be ones that we're super excited to have. Oh, joy, I get to work on this again. <laughs> but our ability to open even a little bit, even when it may be difficult, gives texture and color to our lives. Can you feel that? It gives us texture. Because we're open to seeing everything and all things. It speaks to the wholeness and the fullness of life, but it also encompasses those things that we would rather not have to see, hear, or experience. It's all of life. That's the texture. To open ourselves up to life fully and see all things as part of the wholeness can be challenging. The willingness to be vulnerable, to open ourselves to love, joy, sadness, heartbreak, and everything in between. God's calling. You like that? The willingness, I love that because that means that this is a good message. The willingness to be vulnerable, to open ourselves to love, joy, sadness, heartbreak, and all things in between. Wow. God. That's what expands that space where we live and grow. It calls us to loosen our grip in areas that keep us playing small and open, open us to the possibilities that await us. <laughs> I love it when stuff like that happens. All three of these ideas, knowing, allowing, opening, help us to heal that which is not of love, aiding us to get back to the true nature of who we are, the spiritual beings that we are, having this spiritual experience in human form. Now, some people say I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I don't see it that way. I see it as I'm a spiritual being in a I'm a spiritual being having a spiritual experience in human form. Because we're spirit. Like I said that never leaves us. The body will, but that essence of who we are, divine presence moving in through us, that essence will always be there. So I'm a spiritual being having a spiritual experience in this human form. Piece of cake. <laughs> right. Sylvester McNutt says this, fall in love with the process of healing. Yeah, right. No, I say that again. 
Yeah, right. Fall in love with the process of healing. Every time you let go of some pain and introduce some happiness, celebrate it. Smile about it. When you feel yourself growing and transforming, stay present and truly fall in love with your growth. Healing is such a beautiful journey. <laughs> and when I'm in certain moods, that statement, yeah, right, healing is such a beautiful journey. And then I come back to that spiritual self. Yes, healing is a beautiful journey. The willingness to be open and vulnerable with ourselves is an important step in living a life out loud. It calls us to take a look at all as aspects of ourselves and hold them with love and gentleness. I keep saying that, gentleness, gentleness, gentleness. As we begin to make friends with all of those parts of us, the more we can begin to explore our ability to bring those aspects of ourselves through life in expansive ways. The more we're able to do this for ourselves, the greater our ability will be to create space for others to do the same. It's not just about us. If it was just about us individually, we'd all be on our, on our own planet. And right about now, that sounds good at times, but remember the connection we need? So whenever you open up, it allows me to say, well, that person's open and vulnerable. They're safe. I want to do that too. So that's our responsibility. On the internet post, it said this, you look in the mirror and sometimes see a mess of a human being, but you don't see the lives you touched or the people you've saved. You don't see all the love you've given freely or the extraordinary moments you've made. You are a book of beautiful moments and feelings. You are. Each one of us is a book of beautiful moments and beautiful feelings. Be around others who you feel safe to be vulnerable with and find fine with how you are and being and allowing, opening to life. I went to the beach a while ago with some friends, and I was in that space of growing and allowing and vulnerability. And at night, they wanted to watch a movie, and it was this crazy movie. Anyway, I didn't want to watch it, and I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go in and read. And I could tell that was a little disconcerting because as I grew up, in order to be nice, I need to do what everyone is doing along the way with all your friends and to be up and alive and joyful and all this, and I wasn't feeling that. Fortunately, I was at the beach, which that's such a cleansing place for me anyway, you know, with that, the negative ions coming in. It's so, and I wanted that time to just breathe that in some more. But I felt safe with them in that vulnerability. I could hear without them saying, wow, I'm a little concerned about Barb. She's not usually like this. And at the same time, the allowing me to go and do what I needed to do. And then the next morning when I got up, I was the way that I wanted to be in that moment, which was alive and feeling great. So it's important to open up to individuals to be vulnerable and being safe where you are when you're being vulnerable. So let's be vulnerable 
be tender with ourselves. Know that through that vulnerability and tenderness that it's the birthplace of joy, creativity, and belonging in love, in that place of love, divine presence. So from this place then, we'll come to remember as Rev. Christine said last Sunday, I love this, we are one in consciousness and one in love. We are one in consciousness and we are one in love. I called her this week and I said, you know, I just want to get your okay. I want to play with you a little bit on what you said last week. And she said, well, how so? And I said, well, if I'm in one frame of mind, not allowing divine presence to be present in front of me, I hear that we are one in consciousness and one in love, and I go, yeah, right, so what? And she said, and then where are you going with that? <laughs> and I said, well... As I make the statement, I might be feeling that in the moment, but the mo more I say those words, the more it comes into me, the more it comes into me, the more aware I am that God is moving in through and as me, and as such then, we are one in consciousness and one in love. So I can carry that phrase around with me and know the truth of it always, no matter what my headspace might be. So that's a perfect mantra to use. It's not very long either. I like that. We are one in consciousness and one in love. So as we become more knowing and allowing and opening, once again, we know that we are one in consciousness and we are one in love. Our lives are about connection with ourselves and with one another. None of us is ever alone, ever, ever we can't take the divine out of us. We just can't. We are never alone. We are one in consciousness and one in love. So as we decide to become vulnerable, we move closer and closer to really knowing who we are and why we are in the world. This can be difficult, yet each of us is needed here on the planet right now. Each one of us is needed here right now. Each of us is needed because each of us was created by that source. So know this about you. See this about yourself. From Do, and I, this was online too, Zantamata. If you could only see you, if you could step outside of yourself, you could really see you. You could see the child in you. You could see the infant in you. You could see the pain in you. You could see the hope in you. You could see the potential in you. You could believe in you. you would be in awe of the amazingly strong, courageous miracle of an individual you are. You would love you. I hope you see you. I hope you see you. Each one of us is truly loved. Each one of us. 
So allow your eyes to close now and go into just a short meditation and prayer. Right now, take a moment to take a deep breath in. And exhale, letting go. And in again. And out. Breathing in, a new way of thinking. Breathing out anything that is not love. Breathing in new ideas. And breathing out anything that isn't needed in this time and place. In and out. As we each choose to move into and through vulnerability, we create a time of self-reflection knowing that the divine created us to be exactly who we are in this life. Looking at all aspects of our lives and then embracing these aspects of who we are creates an opening within and a knowing of wholeness. When we have moments of true connection with our divinity, the opening is created for the acceptance to slip in, for love to slip in, and for joy to slip in. And so let's know and embrace these words about joy. Joy does not arrive with a fanfare on a red carpet strewn with the flowers of a perfect life. Joy sneaks in as you pour a cup of coffee watching the sun hit your favorite tree just right. And you usher joy away because you're not ready for it. Your house is not as it must be for such a distinguished guest. But joy cares nothing for your messy home or your bank balance or your waistline, you see. Joy is supposed to slither through the cracks of your imperfect life. That's how joy works. You cannot invite her. You can only be ready when she appears and hug her with meaning, because in this very moment, joy chose you. So divine presence, be with us in this moment and all moments throughout the week as we become more vulnerable. Be with us as we open up just enough to allow joy to choose us. And we laugh out loud to the amazing beings of light that we are. I know the truth about each of us, which is beings of light, sharing the world in our own human form. Thank you for the opportunity to share together our knowing of ourselves and our deep connection with you. We are one in consciousness and one in love. From this place of extreme grace and deep gratitude, I give much thanks. And together we say, and so it is. Blessings. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops 
developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.